I didn't know if we were actually going to talk about that. I'm talking mad shit about that. Our clients appreciate us and do come back to us after getting married because they know we're going to be honest with them and we're going to take care of them. You say Chick-fil-A in front of me for three (laughs) hours and nobody offered me a glass of water. (laughs) I'm going to cry. Hi, welcome back to Beauty Babes Podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Dusty, and we are so excited. Today, we have a wonderful guest. She is one of our brides. She's getting married next month. Amanda Allard, she is the owner of Wedded Words Consulting. Hello, girlfriend. Hi, thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. I'm so excited. You like... I'm just so excited for our girls to hear what you do, because when you were telling us during your trial what your business was about, I was like, oh, my God, where was this when I was a maid of honor in two weddings last year? I'm like, I needed you. So let's Mm -hmm. jump into it, girls. So introduce yourself and tell us about Wedded Words Consulting. Yes. So I actually am recently Dr. Amanda Allard. I graduated with my doctorate this past December. I got my doctorate in communication studies. So if anyone's like, where did this idea come from? It came from uh, my background in communication. So I'm Dr. Amanda Allard and I just graduated. The where wedded words really stemmed from stems from a public speaking class that I was asked to teach in my graduate career. I So one of the speeches I had the students do was a best man or a maid of honor speech. And they were, I would help coach them through it. And I would just see the process that it would take to make those speeches. And a lot of times they weren't that great because these are 18, 19 year olds, right? Like they're, they're kind of blowing it off. It was probably one of the easier speeches, but they would, I noticed that it was something that was needed when they were coming back to me years after they had taken my course. And we're like, I blew that off and I really need your help with this speech. I also got the idea from Wedded Words because when I would go to weddings, people would say, can you edit my speech like 10 minutes before they would go up? And I have edited so many speeches and critiqued so many for my friends for free. Well, when I started planning my own wedding, I was like, I need someone to look over mine and Dylan's vows. And I need someone to make sure that they're similar in length. I didn't want to give it to my parents or his parents, right? Because, you know, I think it's a spoiler. So when I started to look for someone, I was like, oh, wow, there's no one who does this. In fact, there are a couple of people in the United States who may do vow editing. So they'll write your vows, but they don't help you like get in front of people and publicly speak. So they don't coach you through it. And I was sitting here and I was like, well, you know, with chat GPT coming out and all of these other things, people can write their own vows or they can get some assistance and help. And that's a whole other rabbit hole. We can go down here in a minute with the robots writing stuff. But that's essentially where I got the idea for Wedded Words was because I was like, I think this is a need. And we recently went to the bridal extravaganza that was hosted on January 20th and the 21st. And we were received really well. So I'm excited to see where we go. No, I love it. And you know, I have actually been at a ton of weddings and I like that you brought it up about how the speeches or the vows were the same length because you have the bride that goes this all in and I love you so much from the moment I met you. And then the husband's like, yeah, I'm excited. Love Ditto. You. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my gosh, she just poured her heart out for three minutes and she's yeah. crying. He's like, yeah. what she said. So. And then some, yeah. And like, I was just working with this one couple and I, the, the actually was the man who went like really hot and heavy into like going through the dark times and I'll be there with you. And he was super poetic. And then the girl was kind of like, 
you know, kind of flipping in and out of humor. And I was like, all right, I don't want to take away from anything y'all are doing because these are personality traits that you obviously have fallen in love with with each other. But how do we make it more even? And when you when they and they had presented it to their parents and their loved ones. And of course, what did the parents and loved ones say? Oh, that's the most beautiful thing ever. It's perfect. And I have 10 years experience public speaking, uh, coaching and writing. So I look at things a little bit different than your mom or your dad might. Right. And they're really, like you said, there's nothing out there that offers what you do. I mean, I remember when one of my friends was getting married years ago and I was like in the process of, I think I was about to have my baby. So my brain was shot. I just wasn't all there. And my husband had mentioned something like, oh, well, let's see if we can find something online. There wasn't. No, there's nothing. And like you said, or that chat GPT or whatever, it's not personalized. No. And that's the thing too, is like, I'll, I'll give an, I'm a huge Beyonce fan. And it's like, would you rather listen to a robot version of Beyonce or Beyonce? I don't know Beyonce. So, you know, real stuff. And it's the same thing when it comes to vows. Like if I found out that Dylan wrote his vows with a robot and he like, that was pretty much all the robot. I'd be like, so you couldn't like, you know what I'm saying? So it's not as heartfelt. And, and you're right. When you're a maid of honor or a best man, you typically wait till the last like week or two to write. And then you're panicking and then you just throw something out there or you go to TikTok and it's just not the same. Right. And also too, I'm not going to lie to you. Nobody cares about 10 years ago when we were drunk at a bar, you know, oh I mean? my gosh, I've saved so many brides from some horrible stories that like <laughs> even the best man was about to say, or, you know, vice versa. And I'm just like, yeah, I, you got, you have to know your audience. So that's like uh, something that I always talk to them about is like, who are you presenting in this, this in front of, right? Is it a room full of friends? Is it, you don't know half of the family anyways, right? Because it's your significant other's family. So you got to be mindful of it. When I got married, my brother gave a speech and he called me a bitch during the <gasps> And, and so I'm like, forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whatever, man. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, okay. Okay, I'm going to let this one slide, but you're dead. <laughs> it's, it's on tape. And that's another thing is with these vows and with these speeches, the videographer that you spend thousands of dollars on is going to use that audio as overlay. And it's kind of like you le- you're you making sure that every detail, the table numbers are perfect, but you leave the words up to chance. You're so right. I cannot tell you how many wedding videos we get tagged in and they're using the overlay of somebody talking. But okay, so Amanda, explain to us for our girls that are listening, if I need, let's say I'm a maid of honor or matron of honor and I need help. What does that process look like? Do I find you? Do I just go through your website and tell me like how we do this? Yes. So you would go to weddedwords.com and or weddedwordsconsulting.com and you would just fill out the contact sheet form. And then I would get in contact with you and I would see what works best for you, right? Maybe you're a mama five and you don't have any time to do one-on-one coaching with me. That's totally fine. I will send you videos and it's on your own time and I'll coach you through that. What are the videos in my process typically look like? The first thing is when you are creating your speech, you have to brainstorm. So you have to cut, write down everything you can think of about your best friend who's getting married, right? Because I always, the hardest part is getting started with the writing process. And it's better to write a lot down versus inch by inch by inch and then like having to add later. So write as much as you can down. And then you start to formulate it into a pattern, which I coach you into. And 
it depends on what type of feeling you're going for. Are you going for lighthearted fun? Are you going for sentimental and serious? Uh, so I have, I coach you through that to help you figure out what kind of vibe are you going for? And then once you figure that out, there's a typical outline you run through, but then even then um, I help you refine it. And then we do the public speaking one-on-one where it's like, this is just general how to get over your fear of public speaking. And then if you want my services on top of that, like my one-on-one services, you can add on to the online package. Okay. Got you. And so how do you personalize? Like, let's say, you know, you might have a maid of honor, but then you also have a best man or even a dad. I'm sure you've yeah. you helped dad. So if um, I always say it's better to do it as a group. So, um, and I would say doing it one-on-one with me would be best. So if it's the maid of honor, best man, and um, the father of the bride, right? Which typically the father of the bride doesn't overlay too much with the best man and maid of honor because he, um, father of the brides are unique. So the number one issue with them is they can't stop talking about their daughter. Um, or they give a very embarrassing story of their daughter. Um, in fact, one DJ pulled me aside and said that the bride had told the dad, if you get nervous to just drop the mic, well, the dad dropped the mic and he broke the mic. And then it, they, the DJ had to charge the bride and groom an extra like three, three or $400. And so the DJs love me because they're like, you, you have no idea. Like people just don't have mic etiquette. Well, anyways, so let's say I have the best man and maid of honor. We can do a group setting and you guys can split the cost or figure out however you want to split it. Um, cause essentially it's a, it's either a zoom session or it's one-on-one with me in person. Okay, cool. I like that. And so I like how you were saying with the dads, you know, they kind of have a problem with like going on and on and on about their little girl. What are some other challenges that you see like from your, you know, your people that they have issues with, with writing? With writing. So they, uh, <laughs> my fiance's best man or like unofficial best man, cause we didn't have a bridal party. We're just having our brothers stand next to, to us, but we have some people speaking at the wedding He called me and he was like, I only have two sentences written. But when I got him talking, he was just a blabbermouth of stories. And so I was the one that helped like write it down for him. Um, So I would say a tip if you are having trouble writing, do um, a voice recording of stories that just pop in your head and collect those over a week's time. And you'll be surprised at how much... Um, content you actually have to work with. And when you put it down, you may have like three pages of like worth of stories that you could tell. And then that's when it's fun where you can just start editing and cutting out. You had mentioned how you have your public speaking coaching. So how does that um, help you with your clients with writing and editing services? So not only did I get my PhD in communication, but I was a TEDx speaker. So I know what it's like to be on a big stage with thousands of people, you know, kind of like looking at you. I was a part of the conference called Anomaly, basically spoke on the impact of loneliness and how to get out of loneliness. And I talked about empathy and the importance of connecting with others when we're really lonely to help us get out of that kind of deep, dark hole. But I was on a stage And there were probably about a thousand attendees there. And I had the mic and it was at the Wharton Center, which was in Michigan. It's a huge stadium. And basically when you look up, there's essentially just lights on you. And 
it's, it's nerve wracking. And I've been doing public speaking events since second grade. So getting up in front of a crowd of people and presenting is something I've been doing for a long time. And I would say a lot of people, a lot of people are afraid of public speaking. So people are more afraid of public speaking than dying, according to some statistics. And why is that? Well, it's very primitive. Um, it goes back to us like thousands of years ago, you never wanted a lot of eyes on you because you were either being like super praised in your tribe or you were getting shunned out of the village. Right. And, and you also felt like you were being attacked. If you had a lot of eyes on you in, in like a deep, dark, you know, forest, you were probably going to be attacked by some type of animal. So we don't like a lot of eyes on us. I think another portion of it is when there are a lot of eyes on you, you're being judged. And I think as humans, we innately want to save face. We want to control how people view us. And when you have those many eyes on you, you can't control how people are looking at you. And that's overwhelming and it causes anxiety and nerves. And some people get so nervous that they'll have nosebleeds uncontrollably. They'll have stomach ache pains. Like they will literally get ill. And so... I think a big way to get over that is practicing. You have to practice. When I started my um, bachelor's degree, I had a professor say, for every minute of your speech, you need to practice three to five hours. And so if you're giving a three-minute bridesmaid speech, you need about nine hours of work on it. It's not something you can just whip together in 30 minutes and think that it's going to be this beautiful thing, unless you have a lot of experience, right? Um and so it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of um, practice, but also it takes a lot of confidence. Um, I always tell people that I'm working with when they're overly nervous, um, the Will Smith slap from a few years ago, right? We are talking about it and we probably all know what we're talking about. But 20 years from now, our kids and our grandkids aren't going to know what we're talking about. So you may mess up in that moment, but it's okay. It doesn't define who you are for the rest of your life. So kind of taking that pressure off of the moment really helps as well. No, I love that. And I have, I've been to mate, like a maid of honor and a matron in weddings. And to be honest with you, I'm not a professional. And so going into it, of course, I waited last minute because you're just go, you're doing so much as a bridesmaid and you're in the bridal party. And then that day, while everybody's getting ready and having champagne, I was over there sweating bullets, not wanting to drink anxious. You know, I just didn't enjoy myself. So if I could have hired somebody like you to help me, I would have been confident to where I, I would have been okay having a drink and being in the moment. And you know, it was just, ugh, and the big thing is just having that document prepared and having like someone who says like, this sounds good, you know? Um, and everyone's different. Like some people, it's not even the writing. Like they're like, I'm a phenomenal writer. I know what I'm going to write. It's the, like, like you were saying, just the fear of public speaking. So there's a couple of things when I talk about like public speaking, uh, that I recommend some people are, there are one or two people. There are people who need to like meditate before, like they need to kind of go into a dark room and just kind of like sit with themselves. And then there's the person who needs like adrenaline. So they need to do jumping jacks. They need to shake it out. Another tip I would give is um, you need to shock your body if you're really, really nervous and anxious. So I was recently speaking with a bride and um, I told her to get ice cubes and put them on her wrist because that is, if you've ever had panic attacks, you know that cold water can really kind of like shock your system. And it's the same thing right before you go give a speech. Just get something that's going to bring you to your senses and not so much in your head. No, and I like that you mentioned brides. Do you, 
do you see like out of all of your clients, would you say a lot of it is, you know, more so the bridal parties or do you get quite a few brides that need your help? Because I will tell you this, it makes me so mad. Our girls will literally wait till the day of to write their vows. Mm -hmm. And it's always literally when Megan and I are about to do her makeup and hair. I have a mixture. So I have some brides like at the bridal extravaganza, for example, um, the brides would say, you need this to the maid of honor, right? Like they would hand, you know, my pamphlet to them. Um, I think some brides really like the idea. I think we're, it's such a new concept that some people are like, no, I want that authentic raw. Um, but you know, kind of like heartfelt moment, but again, there's so many details that the bride and groom are doing that I always tell, told, I told everyone at the bridal extravaganza, don't wait till the week before. Like you really need to be contacting me probably at least four months it, with, when it comes to vows, at least four months beforehand, because there are so many things that come up. And then when it comes to the bridal party, I would say anywhere from a month to a month and a half. Um, so it's really not like I'm asking you to like, you know, prep a lot, but just enough for you. And everybody's different. Like I said, um, some people may want extra time with me, so they may need to schedule out two months, but it really just depends on every person. For vowel, do you tell them like they need to be, you know, a minute or like, do you give them like a, I guess a timeline and be like, fit it into this? What I do is whoever books with me. So like, let's say I have a couple who comes to me. Um, I, let's say the bride booked with me, I'll say, you know, what are your expectations? Cause there's always one party who kind of like expects more. Um, and oftentimes it's the bride who has expectations. So I'll say like, what is the length? What is the feel you're going for? Where are you going to be at? How many people are going to be there? I get the raw kind of data, right? That's like, I got to work with. And then I have a one-on-one meeting with the bride and the groom. And I love these meetings because I'm asking them tons of questions about their relationship So I spend an hour with the bride, an hour with the groom, and I ask them questions like, is there a song that reminds you of them? Is there a movie? What was the first thing you thought of when you saw them, right? Because again, when you are preparing to get your makeup done on the day of your wedding, it's really hard to think back to that moment five years ago when you met your, you know, groom or bride and what you really enjoyed about them and you're kind of rushing. So I get all of those details down. I send them, uh, I put together an outline and I send them a rough, rough draft. And I'm very upfront with them. Like I've written this, I, I've used some help from like my own books and stuff, but this is in my voice. You have to put it in your voice. And so I tell them to cross out sentences. I tell them to add things in. I call them and I follow up and I say, you know, what did you like? What did you not like? Let's work through it. And then I go into that public speaking 101 with them. And then I just wrapped up last week, um, a session where they're actually getting married the same day Dylan and I are getting married. So um, I ran through their vows with them and they sound great. They're very similar. Um, we worked on a lot of vocalics. We worked on timing, pausing, you know, cause that's a big thing is like I said, you could write out your vows and they sound great, but you're not pausing for emphasis. You're not, you know, maybe you're crying too much in this area, or maybe you're choking up too much and we need to move this around or reword it. Um, so we were fine tuning all of those little details. Yeah, that's something like people just don't think about. No. And I think like, it's just so important. And I, you know how you were saying that some people, you know, they're, they might not want to do it as a bride because they want it to be authentic, but 
you, it is authentic because it's their stories. You're just helping them. So it's, it is them. It's their story. You're just helping them to where it sounds good. Yeah. And I've known a lot of people who are not, well, not a lot, but I've heard of some people who like, we're not even messing with the, um, speeches or whatever. And it's, that's also totally fine. But I also work with the, with officiants. So a lot of people aren't doing, um, priest or pastors anymore because they require you to get married in the church. And a lot of people want to have their marriage ceremony in a park or at, um, at the wedding venues at a wedding venue. Yeah. Yeah. So they're asking their friend or their uncle to, you know, do the ceremony and officiants. And these are people who have, have never written, uh, you know, a ceremony before. And so I've done a couple of officiants outlines and helped coach them through the writing. And that goes back to the couple, right? You still have to work with the couple to figure out, do they want a traditional vow section? Do they not? Do they want God included in it? Do they not? What's the religious background? So there's all these little details that matter with how you communicate throughout the day. I think that's genius because Megan, I mean, literally out of all of our brides, what is it lately? Everybody says, oh, it's my uncle or my second dad, you know, because it's special to them. Yeah. So I'm like, genius. Yeah. yeah. And they're just getting, they're getting the efficient thing offline and they're just whipping something together. And right. there's a way of saying the unplugged, you know, the, there's that unplugged announcement. And then there's the way like the, the format of you, you go through the vows and then you put on the rings and, and some people get it backwards and right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was noticing on your website, you talk about emergency consulting. What is that? Yes. So if you need like a quick 30 minute, like pep talk, or you just want me to, you want to just say it to me and I can tell you how it sounds and maybe what I would change. I can do that with you as well. Um, that may, I'm, I haven't decided if I'm keeping that I'm doing a website relaunch in August and I haven't decided if I'm going to keep that or not. Um, because I've noticed it doesn't get utilized as much as my other packages do, um, because it's the day of the wedding. Right. And people probably are like, you know, I'm just going to roll with this, but I have, like I said, had a couple where they send me, it's the best man. And they send me their, They wrote the speech on their notes and they screenshot it and they text it to me and I rewrite it for them real quick. And I've saved a lot of brides, some really embarrassing stories last minute. So um, this is just, like I said, anyone can call me at any time and I'd be willing to help them. That's very cool. So pretty much your emergency package is basically like 24 to 48 hours out. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And I'm not, and obviously you're not going to get the whole shebang, but you can get a vow. Like I will edit your document and give you my opinion. Again, what I tell everyone is my opinion isn't the only opinion. Like I may say something and you think that that's not the way to go. Cause I've also noticed I'll give my opinion to a bride or groom and they'll be like, but that just doesn't sound like me. And they'll be like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, tell me like you can keep that in if you feel more comfortable doing that. Like this is your day and I want it to sound like you. Right. Well, let's talk about your packages. So what are they? So like I said, I have my in-person packages. So I have the basic just first package. It's the classic. It's where I just help you with the editing of your vows. I don't help with the public speaking. 
Then I have the eloquent package, and that is where I help you with the creation of your vows or your speech, and I give you a basic 101, public speaking 101 prep. And then my timeless is the full shebang, and it's where I help you from start to finish with everything you need done. And that's all done either via Zoom or in person, depending on where you're located. In August, I'm launching out online courses to where you can just pay for the courses that you need. And you, if you want to meet with me, you can add it on to the package. But if not, you can just do the course and move forward. That's cool. Do you mind? And granted, you know, this doesn't have to be set pricing, but can you kind of tell us a ballpark of, you know, what we're looking at? Yes. So with my in-person pricing, I range from anywhere from 350 to 1500. Um, And people are like, why is it 1500 for five to seven hours of your time? It's because it's five to seven hours of my time and I'm typically doing some time outside of it. And I do a lot of check-ins with you. Um, Also, I have a PhD in this. It's kind of the same as if you were going to talk with a therapist, right? They charge that amount of money. Um, But that's that one-on-one tailored stuff. Now, my online packages are a lot more inexpensive. They range from $100 to $300 max, um, which is so totally doable in my opinion. And um, I offer a lot of discounts. So if you ever see me at an open house or at the bridal extravaganza next year, there will be promo codes there for you to get those courses online. And like I said, you may go through my three hour course for the bridesmaid, father of the bride, maid of honor speech. And you're like, I felt like I got a lot out of this. I just want Amanda's opinion on how this sounds. Call me and we can set something up where maybe you record yourself and I edit and give you feedback. Got it. That's cool. And I think that's very reasonable, you know, especially like I'm saying, I would have totally paid that much money for help because I am on camera. (laughs) Yeah. And it's there forever. And that's the thing too, is they, I, we were just creating the, uh, Dylan and I were coming up with the song overlay for our videography. And he was like, why is this important? You know, I think like every groom has that question of like, why are we doing this? And I was like, well, we're going to watch this video probably every year for like the, or every other year for so many years. And our, you know, when our kids want to see it, you know, that's the video we're going to pull up and they're going to say, who, who's that lady speaking, right? Oh, that's my maid of honor. And you know, you don't want to say anything embarrassing or inappropriate. Right. Especially because, you know, for example, I, am I in love with my wedding video? No, but I'm thankful that I have it because I can show my kids one day. So could you imagine showing your kids one day and somebody's up there being like, your mom was a hot mess. Oh yeah. Or like you're number 27 out of the girls that he's been with. And it's like, oh my gosh. Like, and, and it's also uncomfortable for other people like the grandmas and the, you know, um, aunts and uncles. Yes. Can you share, like, have you ever received anything that you were like, oh my gosh, or any kind of like funny story or I'll take out a racist joke or I'll take out, um, one of those inappropriate sexual jokes or the inappropriate language. Oh my gosh. And you know, it's crazy is now they're also doing their speeches during dinner. So could you imagine listening to something that you're like, okay, I'm about to lose my appetite. Yeah. I've also had one being in Texas, uh, a guy wanted to talk about, um, one of his favorite memories with his, uh, with the groom was, I guess, castrating calves. Like 
like in the summer. And I was like, I was like, well, you can talk about that, but you don't have to say the word, you know, castration. Like I was like, it just doesn't at a wedding while people are eating their brisket or whatever it may be. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, hold on. I want to ask you one more thing is, so speaking of just saying silly things or embarrassing things, um, what advice do you give? I know you were talking about like the ice on the wrist and stuff, but is there any other advice that you give to men or women that are going to be speaking in front of 50 to a hundred plus people. You have to be confident and you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So um, something that I've also done with couples and individuals when it comes to publicly speaking is let's say we're working on their public speech and I can't get them out of their head. I can't get them from not turning red. I'll have them do a task that may seem off the wall. So for example, I'll be leaving and I'll say your task this week is you have to start three conversations with someone random throughout the week. It's uncomfortable, right? Like to actually start a conversation. And I think especially after COVID, we got so used to not talking to people and starting conversations. And um, again, just practicing getting uncomfortable because that's what you're going to feel in that moment is uncomfortability. Another thing I will say, speaking of uncomfortability, when it comes to brides and grooms, when it comes to the vow editing is eye contact. You would be so like, I look at my fiance all the time, right? Um, How often do you stare into their eyes for three minutes? Like hardly ever. Yeah, hardly ever. And that's, what's really tough. And so when I'm practicing with the groom or the bride, I'll stand with them and I'll, we'll work on eye contact and they'll be like, this is uncomfortable. Cause like, you're not my fiance or, you know, and I'm like, good, because that's what it's going to feel like when 48 other people are watching you give your vows. It's going to feel like I'm looking dead in your eye and you don't know who I am because 48 other people who you may not know are also looking at you. So that's my other piece of advice is put yourself in uncomfortable situations where you have to connect with people and it will help you connect when you're speaking. Honestly, Amanda, I'm like, I'm just wowed by you. And I think that you've created an incredible business and I'm so, so thankful that you're on our podcast. Cause I think that just, even if our girls don't use you, just listening to you and your advice is going to help so Good. many. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. You said you guys watch them, right. It's right when they're, like getting their hair and makeup done is when they're writing their vows, basically. Oh, yeah, girl. And there's so much going on. And then people are drinking and it's just, it's too much. So I mean, just having you, like, I'm going to start, we're going to start referring you because I'm like, that'll make my job easier, you know, because at least they can like relax and be in the moment while they're getting their makeup and hair done. Not real, not thinking, oh my God, I have to get my vows done. And I recommend, done. you know, because I do have brides who you know, have called me like day of that I've worked with and they just run through it one more time and then they're good to go. Right. Like you said, so that that way they can actually enjoy the day and they know that their husband has worked with me too. So they're not worried about what their husband's going to say because they know the quality of work they got from me. And I'm an unbiased third party. Like I said, I'm not your mom. I'm not your best friend. I'm going to give you the blatant truth between the two of you without giving away what's said. 
I love it. Yeah, because I had written out my vows in a beautiful little Etsy vow book and I had taken my time and then Greg wrote it on like printer paper and I was having to turn it sideways and arrows. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's another thing too, like little things people don't think about when it comes to vows. Are you holding hands? Are you not holding hands? Are you using um, index cards or using a piece of paper? Do you have an Amazon book that says his and her vows? Like those are, again, little details. And I think what's tough is when I met with brides this past weekend, they're typically at the beginning, right? Not of planning. And it's overwhelming. Weddings are overwhelming right now. And I met so many brides and luckily Dylan was there. And our piece of advice to them was, if you are just starting to plan your wedding, especially since we're about two weeks away, um, one, don't be afraid of all-inclusive packages. Sometimes they're great. Um, but two, if you don't do an all-inclusive package, find your venue and then look at the places around the area. I mean, that's how I found beauty babes for my makeup is I um, am getting married at venue 311 in Plannersville, Texas. I went to find a florist. They recommended Bride and Bloom. I went to Bride and Bloom. I said, who does great hair and makeup? And then it was off from there. Right. And they said, beauty babes. They told me about cake places and then guess what? You save money on the travel cost as a bride too, which can sometimes really add up to thousands of dollars depending on where you're at. So um, no, I, I definitely would. And then, like I said, don't wait till the last minute to do these little details because th this is what the wedding's about. It's about your vows to each other. It's not about the napkins on your table. It's not about the flavor of your cake. It's about your vows. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do a little ad. Our first one. Um, so here we go. Y'all asked and we listened. We are so excited to announce that we are offering the Jane Iredell not only in our salon, but online as well. This line is amazing. And if Dusty has done your makeup before, then you already know how fabulous it is. If you go to our link in our bio and you use the code WINNER20, you'll get 20% off plus free shipping when you shop all the skincare faves. More, you get some free samples. Um, so if you have any questions, you feel or you can DM us. Um, we love y'all and we're so thankful for your support. Please feel free to leave us a review on Spotify, on Apple, and um, make sure you're following us on all of our socials. Uh, Amanda, what is your socials? So if you go to weddedwordsconsulting.com, you can find all of our socials on our website page. We're on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and LinkedIn, believe it or not. Um, so, and it's typically Wedded Words. Wedded Words 2023, I believe. Let me see. Yep, Wedded Words 2023. Amanda, thank you so much, girlfriend. We, um, like I said, I'm so excited to have you on as a guest and then also to have you as a bride. All right, y'all, we will see you next week.